Hello everybody, my name is Landon Ernest. Thanks for the episode 208 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to do another podcast with Beef, and we thank you that you have provided this means to communicate with our audience. Um, We're not a a big conglomerate that... uh, and can do really fancy stuff with the podcast, but we try to put out really good information. And it's because of your grace and your mercy. It's because you have provided the technology. You've given man the mind and the ability to create this technology so that we could use it to your glory. And I just pray that it would go to your glory and it would be a benefit to our audience. Thank you for all that you do for us. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hey, man. Hold on, brother. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, folks. Hold on. Folks, when your wife calls, you don't ignore it. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) That's the big boss. Big boss calling. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in a a roundabout way. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's what I meant. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, absolutely. Do not ignore those calls. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the... um, Vortex Apologetic Podcast, folks, and uh, we should have some hot stuff for you today. There's a lot going on, isn't there, brother? Always, bro. Well, you wouldn't know. You've been working like 100,000 oh, hours this week. I've been working <laughs> so much overtime, 12 <laughs> hours, 14-hour days, and it's been... But it's good. It's good. We we need that uh, We need that moolah right now, let's, let's just say, so... I'm glad to be working extra hours and uh but yeah, been busy and uh you've been busy as well. Putting out some good material and you know, now that you're gonna become, you know, you're running for Mr. Councilman, you know, it's like even more busy. Yeah, you know, maybe I could teach Donald Trump a thing or two since I'm now running for office and I'm all that. You know, I think you could be <laughs> a great guidance for him, you know. Tell him, you know, show him how not to put his foot in his mouth when he speaks at times, you know? Yeah. Well, I went on the website (laughs) to look at everything you have to do Uh to run for office. And I decided to self-fund my, I'm going to just self-fund my campaign, which ain't going to be much of a campaign. Yeah. Because (laughs) it's, it's, it's a big, huge headache. (laughs) Oh, I bet. I bet. Trump, I can only Trump imagine what everything is. teach me a thing or two. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being um, sarcastic and facetious. Just a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. Good stuff, bro. Well, good. Anyway. Good to hear that you are maintaining busy life. Uh, yeah, well, isn't it true, bro? You know, even when people, well, I guess to the uh, secular mind, being retired, that's like you're done, right? All you do is kick back the rest of your life. And But as believers, no. does work stop 
ever? No, look, it wouldn't, as soon as you retire, everybody else assumes you have all this time on your hands. So they try to enlist you into all of their stuff they didn't want you to do. Yeah. That's usually what happens. Right. And you end up being busier than ever. <laughs> make you, making you wish you were back at work, right? Yeah. So I, 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 Trump must have, he, his ears must have been itching because I just got a message on my phone. Uh huh. Uh it says, breaking from Trump, Democrat New York judge just ruled against me, election interference. Read my response, and you go to the, the link. So there you go. There you go. He heard me talking about him, and he had to, he had to up, up me one. <laughs> See? There you go. Just... But yeah, that won't stick. That, that's this stuff where they keep trying to go after him. It just, they just, they end up imploding themselves oh absolutely that, that judge that new york judge needs to be brought up on ethics charges absolutely and he needs to be disbarred in my opinion but um he there's some serious ethics ethics violations he committed as a judge in that trial yeah, um, yeah. And, and every good lawyer knows it <laughs> and right. uh you know, the, of course the one in georgia's falling apart yeah Fanny Willis. Get old Fanny got on the Fanny stand. And get old Fanny got on the stand and she just started blabbing her mouth. Yeah. yeah. And digging a hole. And I said, I'm going, Fanny, you need to stop blabbing. You're digging a hole. And she just kept digging it deeper and deeper and deeper. Were you like, Fanny, <laughs> your Fanny's gonna be in a lot of trouble. Your, your Fanny's <laughs> gonna be in a hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's down, you bro. should get your Fanny out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh man. It's like, I mean, they're just throwing stuff you know, on the wall, just trying to see what sticks and maybe they can get away with that or, but come on. It's but here's like, my, here's my, based upon the pattern that I've seen, and this is not, I, I didn't get a word from the Lord folks. Like <laughs> everybody's running around saying they got a word from the Lord. No, oh, I just, man. I just look at patterns, right? I look at patterns and make logical conclusions, right? Um, now, the Lord don't talk to me like that. <laughs> if I don't get in the scripture, he ain't, talk, he ain't saying nothing. I, I'm like, bro, that, that ain't the Lord. Those are just the voices in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't tell anybody about those voices. I'll end up, uh, I won't be doing podcasts. So. <laughs> I'll be in I'll be in a locked room somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh what were we just talking about? I just lost yeah. it. We're uh, talking about uh what's gonna stay or it's never gonna stick. And we went to oh, Fanny yeah, and Fanny put her foot in her mouth and out in Georgia and now uh, a hole. Yeah, yeah, we talked yeah. about that. You you know what? <clears throat> you know you know how you know you're getting old. Tell when us. you get when you get old, you can't remember the thing you're supposed to remember to remember the other thing you were supposed to remember. <laughs> Man, that's a whole lot of remembering. Way be way beyond remembering. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I just associate associate this with that, then I'll remember the other thing. But you can't remember the thing you were supposed to associate it with. <laughs> See. You know what I spell is trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I was, okay, we're talking about people receiving a word from Lord, and, and I was using Oh, yes, that's right. So, that's right. yeah. So, 
the, the thing that I'm seeing, the pattern I'm seeing is every time they go after Trump about something, it, it, it circles around, it boomerangs, and it hits them on the yeah. very same thing they were trying to go after Trump on. And that's what happened to Fannie Willis. Mm-hmm. He was going after Trump right. on, um, uh, what was she saying? Uh, it's, uh, what was it? It was, um, I can't remember what they call it now. Well, he, they said he, he lied about Rossensperger Rob, Rob, and you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the election and all that. Right. Defamation? Defamation. Defamation. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, and now she's getting hit for lying on stand and she's mm-hmm. getting hit for corruption charges and <laughs> who faced felony charges in prison time. And it, who, who knows what? And then Trump could turn around and sue the crap out of right, her. Right. And, and and since she worked for the state state of what was it? Atlanta, city of Atlanta. Uh-huh. Is that what it was? She's DA for city of Atlanta. Yeah, he could sue the city. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I mean uh, that all this money they try to get out of him, it's going to come right back to him. Oh yeah, and double <laughs> this thing. This thing in New York's going to backfire on that. Yeah. He's going to end up. That judge is going to be in trouble, and Trump's going to be the one collecting money. You know, do they forget? Like some of these people, they forget that they, uh, you know, did the same thing that they're accusing him of at some point in their life, and they were like, "Ah, no, I'm accusing him of this." Did they forget yeah, that there's called- cameras rolling all the time? There's you know, all kinds of stuff yeah. that is saving. It's like, wait a minute, you said it on right. Right. I guess uh I guess they oh. do believe judge not and then period. <laughs> right? It's like yeah, judge not, not period. That's not, where it ends. Probably the only verse I know out of the Bible. And they only know half uh, not even half the verse. No, two, <clears throat> right. two words out of the verse. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> The amazing thing is that they think they're doing the public an amazing service by, uh, you know, continuing to, uh, you know, do the things that are doing against Trump. That's how bad they they dislike to do. That's how bad they hate him. Which okay, fine, hate him all you want and everything. You really feel that he's been, uh, you know, uh, uh, he's all he's only caused trauma to the nation. Um, but it's like. Just look at the overall picture. Are you really, 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 really happy with where the country's at right now with the leader we have? Can you honestly look at yourself and say, huh, I would like to continue uh, the way uh, the country is being run? I mean, come on. But I guess, you know, true hate does blind people of, uh, uh, you know, of real life, reality, you know, truth. Well, if you if you if you created a bubble that you live in, and you never want to come out of that bubble, and you never want to look at other angles or other other the other side of the story, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have emotional strong reactions anytime that your bubble starts to be burst. You said it. Yep. And when the oh. emotional is at the highest level of emotionalism, you're blind, bro. You're not going to see anything else. It doesn't matter if the truth slapping you in the face. You're still going to continue with that emotional high that you won that prideful justice that you're seeking, right? Because, I don't know, is that really going to make you happy? 
You think, you know, is that really going to make people happy? Is that really what's going to make people go, okay, now we can move on with life when it's like, dude, life will get you. Life will slap you upside the head, turn you upside down and do all kinds of things to you. Uh, What's going to happen then, right? If your ultimate goal in life is to be happy, you're you're the most miserable of persons. Absolutely. Uh, and and you and really I mean it's it's a self serving I want to be happy. Yeah. And right. there's nothing beyond that. Right. There's no cause. There's hey, nothing hey, bigger hey, than you. Very good. And yes, and then when you confront them with, you know, that like that's mm-hmm. especially being Christian, because there's a lot of Christian believe that God mm-hmm. wants you happy. Why would he want you miserable? <laughs> uh, yeah. How how is that going to play out? You know, if it's really God's for your happiness, we're gonna have uh, to. <clears throat> does that God have a name? Did anybody name that God yet? The Happy God. Happy God. Yeah, it could be the Happy God. We the, could just uh, call him the Happy God. How's that? The Everybody Happy God. <laughs> everybody right. Happy God. Yeah. 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 So well, with that said, God. brother. Mm-hmm. Does God want the brain and beef happy? He's you know looking out for our happiness, brother. <clears throat> you know, one of the books I'm reading right now in my daily reading mm-hmm. is the book of Job. Do you have just, to bring I, Job into this, really? I well, mean, I just read it was chapter eleven. I read today out of Job. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Uh, <clears throat> trust me. But he was happy, was, no? <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he lost everything. He lost his land. He lost his money. God he wanted lost, him happy. He lost all his kids. He lost his cattle. The only people left alive around him were the ones that were going to torment him with their words and their <laughs> their accusations. <laughs> Right, right, and then and then he had boils all over his body. He had, he had a physical ailment that just made him miserable. Lost everything, and what did he say? He said, "Naked came out out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return? The mm. Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Must be the name of the Lord." Yeah, happy was not the goal. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <clears throat> and then when he claimed when he claimed out. He was claiming, God, though you slay me, still. Uh, still, I will. Uh, I think it's serve you or? Worship you. Worship you. Yeah, yeah, worship you. Yeah. Unbelievable, brother. Oh. But no, we're here, we're here crying, you know, about being happy. <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> that's, right? that's, only, that's only lyrics I know out of that song. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. Don't that's worry. all you need. Be right? happy. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> but yes, we people live in this imaginary God wants me happy world, which is not possible at all, especially when uh, we read throughout scripture. <laughs> how uh oh. happy god kept uh his people right <laughs> yeah. yeah no folks we are to be joyful Does that mean there's, happy? A difference. there's a big difference and we are to be content and who are we content and joyful in that is in our lord jesus christ that is in god and that verse that says i can do all things in christ who strengthens me mm-hmm 
Does anybody read what comes before that? <laughs> right, right. Persecutions kind of, and tribulations and trouble. Uh, and right, says, right. I can do all things. <laughs> I can survive all the persecution and tribulation and trouble in yeah, life yeah. because God strengthens me. Yeah. And, and what else? And what else, brother? Where was it written from? What do you mean? Where was where was the author when he wrote that? Oh, where was he? Yeah. You tell me. He was in jail. Oh, that's right. He wrote it from the Roman jail. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where was he located at or where was he writing it from? Yeah. 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 He was saying, oh, I can do this. Roman prison. Yes. I can know these things through Christ who strengthens me, you know, because we, we can take, the, you know, people take it and they run with it. And I'm going to use this, you know, I want to win the Super Bowl so I can do all things right. You know, things like that to pump you up, get you like, oh, God's on my side. Yes, we can but say I God guess- is on our side. But unfortunately, that verse for that audience, with that writer, he was telling the people, hey, you need to learn to be content. I've been at the highest of the highs, and I'm at the lowest of the lowest, which, again, writing this from prison, I learned to be content. I learned to find peace in God. That's no. I guess if he got an extra piece of cake or something while he's in prison, that was prosperity right there. The prosperity gospel right there. Right. Right. <laughs> by, exactly. by the way, you mentioned the Super Bowl, uh-huh. right? Yes, I did. Did you watch it? <sighs> Majority of it. <laughs> and I, did. um, I didn't. You know, I know you. <clears throat> I know you probably did it. You, I you did. Know, you know what the best thing about not watching the Super Bowl is? The best thing about not watching the Super Bowl, you don't have to deal with the stress. <laughs> you, you don't the Super Bowl. <laughs> you don't have to wash the crud off of you later. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it was bad. Commercial was horrible. Okay, which then you did not see it then. uh, They have a satanic, uh, was it the halftime show? Oh, it was terrible. And and a bunch of propaganda commercials. Yes, and I'll ask you, I don't think you saw it. Maybe you did. Did you see the, uh, uh, what's that campaign called? Uh, He Gets Us campaign? I yeah, see, I never watched the video that commercial. Okay, but I've I've seen all these people on social media commenting on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so they show washing of feet. It features washing of feet in the in the video, and you got the priest in front. I wash my feet every day when I take a shower. (laughs) There you go. See, so they show a priest (laughs) washing the feet of a uh, homosexual in front of like the the. A church, you know, they show uh, some stranger washing the feet of uh, apparently this girl that is about to go into the abortion clinic while they show the background of some protesters or, or pro-life people, you know, uh, uh, with their signs and stuff like that. Uh, so that's kind of what you get. It. So the message was he gets us like he gets us where we're at in our struggle it's almost it's he what they do they they push the the social jesus it's all about the social jesus the jesus that sat with sinners you know innate with them and didn't really judge them 
And it's like, wow, that what Bible is that that you guys are reading? Because my Bible says that uh, he called every sinner he confronted or he was with to repent. <laughs> they he got called him out to repentance. <laughs> well, they got it from the Happy God Bible. Do you know what? I, I asked. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, saying. I mean, you know, <laughs> see, it's all coming full circle. All yeah, coming all full, full circle. circle. <laughs> yeah, obviously, so that's what the stuff you got. That yeah. is utterly ridiculous. It that the theology is trash. Yeah. Their understanding of scripture is non-existent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, no, it's so true. Obviously, it was the commercial was done on purpose to trigger christian yeah. oh absolutely it was it was it was done to trigger christians and they want they wanted christians to react to it with the negativity and and <clears throat> what happens is when that happens they come back and they say see we told you see all this mm-hmm. see all this negativity we're getting yeah. from our commercial they're right. just the way we presented them on uh-huh. in the commercials it's it's brilliant it's it's a, well, it's, a it's, it's a strategy it's a, bro yeah, it's, it's psychological warfare. Absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, though, those responses were really good. There was a really good meme. Oh, there's some good responses. The, the, yeah. One of the best ones that I saw, it's oh. it says he gets us, and then they show <laughs> Noah's Ark floating away, and every all the all the the people drowning. <laughs> like he gets us. <laughs> all right. Yeah, he gets us. <laughs> he gets us. All yeah. right. So <laughs> Babylon coming in and. And uh, you yep. know, tearing down the walls of Jerusalem and burning the temple. Yeah, yeah. Rome in eighty yeah. seventy doing the same thing. Yeah, he gets us. Right. He understands right. that we're wicked, evil sinners filled with iniquity. Yeah, and uh, that we needed a redeemer. Right, right, right. Um, and, con- and contrary to to that, what you're saying right now, there was somebody else created another ad. Where it was completely the opposite. I saw. Was, that. No, did you I, see that one? I did see that one, and I and I reposted it on Twitter. Yeah, that okay. was so Twitter. good because yes, yeah. every single individual was a person that would just you know has been redeemed, has been regenerated, and what a blessing you know to see that. And that's, that's obviously that's what was missing from the original commercial, from what you oh, heard. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Is sin and redemption. Absolutely. I mean, the but the only positive message from that he gets us video is that yeah, I think watching a feed it just shows you that we need to serve those around us. Absolutely, you know. But it doesn't mean support them in in iniquity. But we are to serve them, you know, if they're in need of you know something. But for the ultimate goal again of preaching the gospel to them. You know, other than that, there was nothing there that that is biblical about it. Absolutely nothing except that, yeah, we just need to serve our brethren or serve those around us. You know, but think about this: the commercial was aired to people who have an idol, mm-hmm. and it's that pigskin, weird-shaped ball that's tossed around on the field, right? Right. I mean, there is a certain amount of idolatry involved in football where you're thinking more about the big game or the next game that your team's playing that Sunday afternoon than you are the sermon behind the pulpit. Mm. And, you know, you're it's it's all about football and even churches gathered to watch that thing and had some silliness going on in their churches. The idolatry is going 
if we don't repent of the idolatry, um, we're all we're doing is inviting the <clears throat> discipline of God down upon us. Mm. He will drive the idolatry out of his temple, which is mm-hmm. the church, which are that we are the temple of God. Yeah. Right? Holy Spirit abides in us. We are the temple of God. And we when we are filled with idolatry, where the most important thing in our lives is a is a sports game rather than Christ, mm-hmm. God will drive that out of us and he will use dire circumstances to do it if necessary. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so we wonder why the country's in the shape it, it's in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll look in the mirror. Right. We have bought into the lies and the deceptions and all of the propaganda. Why? Because we lack wisdom. Why do we lack wisdom? Because we don't spend any time in the scriptures. Our Bible sits on, on a shelf collecting dust all week. And the only mm. time we open it up is when the pastor behind a pulpit says open to this passage Mm. and he spends what a minute at the most maybe two minutes reading it and then goes off into a you know 30 minute sermonette Mm -hmm. right yeah and that's that's the extent of our spiritual um plug in right we plug Mm -hmm. into the spiritual power cord for two minutes and get our our two minutes of, of spiritual juice yeah, and think we're yeah. going to run all week on it. Right. Try right. that with an electric car and see how far it goes. <laughs> yep, that's true. You know, I was going to use the iPhone yeah. uh, uh, image. Well, that's another When thing. it's running low, you have to plug it in, plug it in for five minutes here, one minute over there, and you're never, yeah. you know, have an adequate, you know, battery because you're right. just plugging, unplugging. So, right. absolutely. We lack, we lack, yeah, we lack wisdom because yeah. of that. We don't, you know, our the the sitcoms and the the YouTube videos and the you know the politics and all of the other stuff. It's that's more important to us than God's divine revelation. Mm. The sports games, you know, yeah. um, no matter how beneficial sports are, and they are beneficial for kids that are growing up that learn discipline and they learn right. uh, how to get along with others, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, the um, camaraderie, camaraderie of the team right. and being kind to the other team after the game, right? Sport, sportsmanship. Right. You learn all that. Those are good lessons, but they're not the most important lessons. Right. The most important ones are found between the pages of, of God's scriptures. Right, his revelation to us, and and that's where we need to dig our head. Right, absolutely. And so absolutely. we we only, only thing we get from the scriptures, most people is is what the the sermons they watch on YouTube, um, the the books, the popular books mm-hmm. like Gateway bookstores or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Where the popular books are written, which twist a lot of them twist and distort scripture. Mm-hmm. Most of them twist and distort the end times prophecies in scripture, which is important because a lot of people are getting tied up into that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And 
and you, <clears throat> they never pop the Bible open to find out for themselves what it actually does say. They just, you know, accept whatever they're told. Mm -hmm. This I'm talking about the Christian church. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Accepting whatever we're told and just buy into it and then go on about our business, you know, thinking that that's the case. Oh, we're in the end times. It's that and other thing. And they just say it because everybody else says it. Right. Well, but we feel it. We can sense it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, come on. Seriously? Yeah. You sense it because it, <laughs> there's a psychological effect. Yeah. It's, you know, there's that mob mentality, the psychological effect that occurs yeah. when it, when something gets really popular. And Absolutely. right now, and, right and not now, only that, they'll, they'll ask you. Can this X amount of people be wrong? Can I, yes. you know, this makes so much sense. How can all these people be wrong, including myself? They can absolutely be wrong. The vast majority of people in the world are wrong. Mm. How many of them know Jesus Christ as their Savior? Mm. In yep. comparison, I mean, what's the percentage there? Right. Out of how many billions of people in the world is it? Six billion? I don't know. What something like that? Mm -hmm. How many of them know the truth when it comes to creation? How many of them how many of them know the truth when it comes to the condition of man? Mm. How many of them know the truth when it comes to redemption? Right. A small percentage. Yes, they can absolutely be wrong. Mm. Absolutely. Um <clears throat> You know, so yeah, mo most Western Christians are wrong when it comes to understanding eschatology, fancy word for the end times. Mm. They're mm. wrong. Yep. And that's why Absolutely. we don't have, that's why we don't make a hundred year plan to fight evil in the world, mm. right? The globalist oligarchy evil that's occurring against us, trying to destroy our families, trying to destroy our kids, trying to destroy our churches, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to destroy our communities through their iniquity, through their... Well, see, things are just getting worse, and the Bible says that would happen as the days of Noah. And they just come up with this stuff, right? They don't yeah, even right. understand what those passages are talking about. All right. And and they just say it because they heard it somewhere else, or they read it in a book that somebody wrote, or they saw it in a YouTube video, and they right. just run with it, never really having researched it themselves and actually paid attention to the passage, mm -hmm. and then say, well, yeah, we can't do a 100-year plan. We can't do, you know, I'm going to train my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids to fight the good fight as paul put it right mm -hmm. to fight battle the spiritual battle to fight uh evil in the world because we're out of here we're i mean we're in the last days we're not going to be here much longer this is the attitude yeah and when our kids and grandkids grow up and and look at our generation and go well why didn't you do something it got worse what got worse because we're sitting on our duff doing nothing. Mm. And that's why I'm running for city council. Because I'm not going to sit on my duff and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a thorn in the side of anybody that comes into my city and tries to 
march a parade called Pride down my main street, it ain't happening. Mm. And I'm going to call them out. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm on the city council, I can call them out right. and say, no, it ain't happening. Good stuff. I love it. I love well, it. We got we to get a generational plan to fight this globalist oligarchy. Everybody says we're a democracy. Democracy, we're not. No, absolutely not. And we're absolutely and and, and, and uh, you know, people say, well, yeah, we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Well, that's what we were founded as a constitutional republic. But I'm telling you right now, folks. Right now, we're an oligarchy. Mm-hmm. Oligarchy. Get my tongue working. Which means that the rich and powerful rule over us, and we're yeah. the serfs. They're mm-hmm. the oligarchs, and we're the serfs. Now, what's the difference between a democracy and a, and a constitutional republic? A democracy is when three wolves and a lamb get together and vote for what's for dinner, and the wolves say, barbecued lamb. And the lamb doesn't have any rule of law to protect him. Right. There's so the meal. Bye-bye, <laughs> lamb. Yeah. A constitutional republic is when... Three wolves and a, and, a, and a lamb get together and vote for what's for dinner. And the wolves say, we want barbecued lamb. And the lamb goes, he calls 911. The police show up, arrest the wolves, and he goes get gets a lawyer and sues them for, you know, for threatening his life, right? <clears throat> right. So they go to prison and he's collecting money off of them because he has a rule of law to protect him. That's the difference between a democracy and a, and a constitutional republic. Simplified. Now, oligarchy. Yeah, I'll try it again. Oligarchy is when you have the super powerful, super rich running everything, like industry, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And everybody else sort of serves, and they're just serving the oligarchy. They're slaves of the oligarchy. That's the reality of what's happening in the Western world today. Absolutely. And that's where we find ourselves, brother. How much have we been talking about middle class being pretty much, you know, non-existent? You're going to have ultimately, you know, the most powerful people in the world being the uh, the rich folk. And then at the bottom, you're going to have uh, everybody else. Right. And yeah, you see it. You see it more in the communist state of good weather than. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just. It's like when they're selling you something that looks so good to be true, right? With a nice, nice picture plastered in front, you know, you have the beach in San Diego or something. And then the fine print, it's all the way at the bottom. Like, you know, that small where you can't even see it with readers on. Yeah. yeah you got to get a microscope <laughs> to read the fine print. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. That's where we find ourselves. That's the way our world is going now. Yeah. Uh, the beautiful thing that as us believers, even even if even if he slays us, we will still worship him. Why? Because we we we're not slaves to this. We're slaves to our true God. And whether he wants us in this position at the moment, we will continue praying and asking that the Lord continue to have his hand upon us, continue to have his hand upon this nation and whatever he puts it through. And we continue to be faithful, standing in the word, depending on God. Why? Because that's what the Bible teaches us. That's why. Not because, you know, we need. To, he wants us happy. No, he wants us to be content and joyful. And give him glory in all things and enjoy him forever. 
right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right out of the Westminster <laughs> Westminster Catechism. But yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you saw it in the ads uh, uh, that they showed through the Super Bowl. You saw it in the action that took place in the Super Bowl. You saw it in the all the pre stuff that happened leading to the Super Bowl. How enamored the American population of these celebrity. You know, and not only that, you throw in a few of these NFL player celebrities that are Christian. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> he's there because he's a Christian. You know, oh, look, look, he's, resp- you know, he's testimony, testimony. When it's like, folk, stop being idol worshipers. Vodibach, I'm putting it the best way. He was asked one time uh, about one of his sons or his sons. Hey, are you going to, you know, you were a football player. Are you going to let them play football? Are you going to let them play football? You know, they can make a difference in the world. It's like, we don't need no more football players. Say, we, I, I don't need my children to be football players. I need them to be godly men. Men that are going to have wisdom. Men that are going to marry someone and, you know, later on in life. And they're going to be great leaders. They're going to be great fathers and great husbands. That's what we need in this world. We don't need more celebrities. Not only that, God doesn't need any celebrities. He doesn't need any of us. So, and, and that's so true, brother, because how enamored does our nation get when it comes to public figures and that one great story, that person that came from poverty and worked himself all the way to the top, and now he's become this amazing, you know, which we have people with great testimonies of where God has brought them from. And not only that, they use their position to share the gospel. To, to uh, you know, uh, help those around them. It was, you know, some great stories there. But ultimately, that's not the goal. The goal is, as Christian, is to present Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, preach the gospel. So here's the question. How do we present him? Oh, I knew you were going to ask. By Every, being a celebrity? Is that how we do it? <laughs> Good one. No. You presented by... Your testimony of how, where, from who and what did God save you from? And who is the one that saved you? And stand on that truth. The celebrity, okay, so the celebrity me, and everything else. Let me back you up for just a second. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to help, help you get on the trajectory I'm kind of, kind of thinking here. Okay. What if there's a, um, a disconnect between our words and our lifestyle? What if there is a disconnect between our words and a lifestyle? That's, yeah, we're, 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 we're that's huge. Christ, but our lifestyle is not honoring right, Christ. and that's where yeah. our hypocrisy comes into play. Right? Yeah, that's a very important to understand that what comes out of our mouth should be lived. So, if we're allowing people to view us as some superstar or put us on a pedestal, uh huh. Are we honoring Christ when we when we allow that to happen? Okay, rephrase that. Okay, if if we're allowing people, oh, if, if we are allowing people, yeah, to, if we're not calling it out, if we're not saying, "Hey, look, 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 no, 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 don't, don't put me on a pedestal." Okay, if we're not doing that, but people are putting us on a pedestal, they're making us. A superstar, uh, I don't know what you'd call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A celebrity, whatever, uh-huh. you know. No, 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 I'm not a celebrity. I'll stop it. Don't, I, don't put me up uh-huh. as a celebrity. Um, if we're not doing that, but we're preaching Christ, but we're accepting this celebrity status. Oh, okay. I see, where, I see what you're asking. Are, are we actually preaching Christ? 
Is it just words that have have no no very good question to them? Yeah, I'm glad you rephrased that because uh, I was thinking the other way. Yeah, like we can help because we can help, but it being allowed because people don't stop at now at allowing you to be a celebrity. They just think you're a celebrity. You're a big deal. Uh, put that way, uh, no, we can we 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 can bring shame to the Lord. By uh, if allowing that, because again, we go into then we're not pre we're not acting upon what we are preaching. Uh, so the main point would be even when people do not want to stop putting in that pedestal, we still have to, uh, in a way, address the situation as to look, it's not me, this is the reason why. And if you choose to do that, you're in danger of creating an idol, uh, put them in a position, uh, you know, higher than God, and you don't want me be your God. <laughs> you know, you need to place God in his rightful place. If right. not, then you are an, an idolater. You know, you're created in, in an image of a God that is not simply no. So you have to bring yourself down in the in the eyes of people uh, and giving God honor and glory by, you know, calling out his name by saying that's whom I, you know, serve. That's who changed me. That's who, uh, uh, you know, forgave me of my sins and make most of that, uh, especially because you know, there's a lot of people that they, even when you say, I don't want to be put in a pedestal to be a celebrity, they still do it. But again, that's the idolatry in their heart. So we still, and even put in that position, we still have to make it a point to shut it down and make most of Christ than of us at any point. And anytime you can call out that sin, that idolatrous sin, you have to call it out, you know, gracefully, you know, in a way that, that, that is loving, but at the same time, that is just and firm so that people can help. Oh, wow. What is he saying? Right. Because yeah, no, we live in a world. We live in a country where celebrity status is worship brother, like no one's business. It's all about position. It's all about power. Uh, how many people you come around, if you ask them who use your idol, it's going to be some sort of celebrity and they want to be like that celebrity. And it's like, mm, see what's wrong here with this picture. So I'd say to anybody that does become a celebrity, obviously because of whatever music, um, you know, uh, sports, whatever, public speaking, you want to make Christ the center of all attention and not you. And if you see people putting you at on that pedestal, you better bring yourself down on a pedestal fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Amen. I mean, you said it so well. That's why I just, I shut, I, I, I told myself, <laughs> no, shut, thank your, you mouth, for, uh, yeah, shut yeah. your mouth, let the beef talk. Cause he's, he's running with it and he's doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've met, I've met celebrities in the, yeah. in the Mark Bart's world. I, you know, I was right. at mm -hmm. for quite a while. Uh, I'm, I mean, I have a certificate signed by the first uh, professional karate association world champion, Joe Lewis. Mm. Mm, wow! I, I know yeah. him. I met him, mm -hmm. and he never put himself in a celebrity status. Um, yeah. You know, but but in the martial arts world, he was huge. I mean, he was almost yeah. I mean, he he him Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. Big names. They were yep. the, the three big names back in those days, and you know, but I I learned some things. He taught me some really good stuff, right? 
then I mean, I learned something. He taught me something. That I was able to take a fourth degree and knock him halfway across the room because of what Joe <laughs> taught me. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, his, his he was he was phenomenal as a, as a fighter and a martial artist. Um, but but you don't put him on a on a pedestal and worship worship them as an idol, right? Right, and you and I know, you know, the the we know a few black belts that, that are personal friends with Chuck Norris, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're, oh, yeah. they're his uh, some of his highest ranked black belts, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, um, Ryan and uh, Ryan's a world champion fighter too, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, and um, David, right? Yeah. So, um, but, but. They don't make a big deal out of that, do they? Nope. You won't know. And they don't idolize him. You won't know unless you you come across that picture where they're receiving their certificates. (laughs) Right. And they're shaking Chuck Norris's hand. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, And, you know, and he's, they're in his, they're high level in his organization. But it's humble. They're very humble about it. And Mm -hmm. Chuck Norris himself is humble. He doesn't like being idolized. I'm just giving some examples of people that that do it right. Jack Norris is a, is a believer. He's a Christian. And he has a very humble... People who have met him, I've never met him, but people who have met him and know him say he's just a regular guy like us. I mean, he's yeah. just humble, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like being idolized. And and yes, that's the what we need to do. We need to come back down to level, get our heads out of the clouds, come back down to level. Because really, the people that are going to make a difference in our future aren't the celebrities or the big high level politicians. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's the pe- here's who's going to make the big difference. It's the God fearing, God loving, God honoring. Husbands and wives who are raising their kids right to love the Lord and to walk in his ways, and they're doing it, their focus is on their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, to make sure that they understand and know the ways of the Lord and walk in the ways of the Lord. They're the ones that are going to have the biggest impact on the world. Mm. Right. And nobody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, they, I mean, I mean, you know, their family and friends know who they are, but I mean, the world doesn't know them. Yeah. Right. Right. They're they're the ones that are going to be paraded and honored in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, and 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 they're the ones going to be going. We don't, you know, we don't deserve all this. They're going right. to be humbly bowing before the Lord. And the mm-hmm. Lord's going to put a crown on their heads, right? And say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." That's right. the amazing thing about God and and what He did for us. We don't deserve any of it, right? But He lifts us up and He honors us anyway. Absolutely, Absolutely. and it, and it and it humbles it humbles us even more. And and I'm humbled when I, I'm going to bring up a passage, and. It, every time I read this passage, I'm just amazed and humbled yeah. by it. I'm gonna go to First Peter. As you're doing that, I uh, all I can think of you were talking. We're talking celebrity, you know. And if we look to the Bible, when the Apostle Paul 
you know, when he was uh, uh, addressing those that, you know, had taken trips to heaven, right? Uh, and talk about celebrity status. What if the Apostle Paul, instead of using a third-person approach to him explaining that he knew a man, that he went not to the first, second, but to the third heaven, right? What if he would have changed that tone to, hey, I am the one that went to that third uh, heaven. You know you know how much his celebrity status would have gone up, bro, during that time? But no. Was, but that wasn't Paul. He didn't that wasn't it. Paul. And yeah. you're, and not only that, Paul in the secular world was already known as being a staunch, uh, and not only that, well-versed uh, a Pharisee back in the day, right? Right. And even when he... He was one of the top. A uh, top. And even when he yeah. gave all that up and he started receiving a little bit more, uh, you know, tracking on his, uh, you know, uh, renew, re regenerated status... He wanted nothing, or what they call today, he did not want that smoke. <laughs> he was all about Christ. He was all yep. about God. And even when he was saying, I know a man that went to heaven, that third heaven, that is. Whether in the body or out. Whether yeah. in the body or outside the body, I do not know. And right. not only that, he wasn't even allowed to talk about it. So, right. There I, were things he wasn't allowed to so say. So imagine, brother, how much bigger an impact would you know people have in this world we live in if we stood back and not talk about self and make much of self and just you know do the servitude do the approach of making most of christ making most of god and way less about us how much different this world would be oh but yeah. then again oh. god is sovereign He's in control of all these things. So <laughs> he's in, he is sovereign. And that's why the deep state and the globus oligarchs are never going to be able to do all the plans that they're planning on doing. Yeah. It's because mm -hmm. God's going to put a roadblock in front of them and frustrate the heck out of them. Mm. Yeah, great point. You know? yeah. Uh, but, but here's the thing we say, our, you know, when we're humbled and we're not exalting ourselves, yeah, but right. we're actually humbled because the Holy Spirit humbles us mm -hmm. because he's constantly pointing out our sin. <laughs> right. And anyone who doesn't buy into, you know, we're born in sin, that anybody who denies that, they're, they're denying their own eyes. Everything yeah. we observe right. in life when it comes to humanity, it, it screams our iniquity. Yeah, right. You don't have to teach a child to lie. They know how to do it automatically as soon as they can form words. Sin is within them. People don't understand that. You don't understand Romans because when Paul wrote Romans, he said that uh, Adam was our federal head. And we mm. were in Adam when Adam fell into sin, and so we fell into sin. We're with, we were in his loins. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that mean? That means that if if we were there instead of Adam, we would have done exactly the same thing. We would have fallen too because we humans are flawed that way. Yep. Now, that humbles us, right? We go, oh my goodness, I'm such a horrible sinner. You know, I'm, I'm no good. <laughs> And then when the Holy Spirit points out to you, you really understand it and you recognize it. But the unbeliever, they're oblivious mm -hmm. to the evil that's within their own soul, right? Right. And then we, then God redeems us. 
He forgives us of our sin because of what Christ did on the cross. Mm-hmm. He brings it, brings us to Christ. He, ha- he we bow our knee before Christ because the Holy Spirit renews our spirit. Right? He he changes us from being dead in trespasses and sins to being alive in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then this is how the Father describes us. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, that's Jesus Christ, he's the Mm -hmm. chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believes on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallow, the same is made the head of the corner. So he's the, the cornerstone is the most important stone because it's, it's the, uh, the stone that lines up the foundation of the building. Mm-hmm. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to unbelievers. Mm-hmm. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed, um, but you are a chosen generation, mm-hmm. a royal priesthood, priesthood, a holy nation, the church of believers, Bible-believing Christians, regardless if they're in Korea, China, the United States, Mexico, the uh, Fiji Islands, it doesn't matter. Anywhere in the world, they are a holy nation. Mm-hmm. A peculiar people. Why? Because we're peculiar to the world. The world doesn't understand us. That you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness. The world is in darkness. That's why they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Into his marvelous light. Which in time past were not a people. We were that we were not a people of God in, in times past, in, in the Gentiles especially. Right. But are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Mm. He this is how Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit view us when we're in a state of redemption. Yeah. They review us as perfect, morally, ethically, virtually, I mean, uh, uh, in our virtue, perfect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. holy, and righteous. You say, but I sin every day. But that was paid for on the cross. That's right. That's right. Our perfection is the perfection of Christ. His perfection is now our perfection. And this is how. The Father sees us. And this struggle with sin that we're going through now, it's going to be gone when we depart this world. Mm-hmm. We won't have that struggle anymore. We will be like Christ. Amen. In the meantime, we have a job to do here on earth. Mm-hmm. And that job means we are to askew and fight evil. In whatever form it comes, and if it's evil because uh, the government lacks integrity, the government lacks righteousness, then we have to fight that. 
That's right. In the government level, right? Just as an example. Mm -hmm. If the church is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, then we need to call the church out. Amen. Amen. If that nation called Israel over there is committing genocide, then we need to call them out and tell them they tell them tell the leadership of Israel, you need to repent. You've rejected your Messiah. And and you're acting like Israel of old that was worshiping Baal and making God angry. And you're still under his wrath. You're still under his judgment because you never came to the Messiah. You need to repent and accept the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's the message we need to give them. That's the loving message. Enabling their sin is not loving. It's idol worship. Mm. That was fantastic, brother. Absolutely. And we find ourselves in those positions quite often in this world, don't we? And uh, I'm glad we were able to have this conversation about um, celebrity worship because, man, it's just... It's bad. It, it's bad. It's bad. It's and bad. The Super We're, Bowl is a great example of a it. Great example of it. And, and, yeah. and yep. I, I mean, heart. I talk about heartache and heartbreak. You know, after the fact, I was watching a few videos where some churches, uh, you know, celebrated uh, Super Bowl Sunday. You know, during their church time of worship at their church location. And my goodness, bro, you saw a woman preacher trying to uh, make a field goal and guess what was used as the football i didn't see it so i don't know a bible what exactly it was a bible that was the outside of it was painted almost like a uh, like a football like and they set it up as her punting and she punted the bible across the 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 stage into the the audience that's see that's not the church that christ founded absolutely not but this is what people are idolizing on a sunday that we are to be idolizing one god only that is uh, the creator of the earth and these churches these liberal secular uh you know just uh, uh rebellious Some of churches mega churches mega churches semi mega churches i mean not all mega churches are bad not all are bad Some absolutely are not we're talking about these yeah. churches these that they actually they're not churches they're social clubs that get together on a sunday uh but that's what you see bro and that's again we were just talking about celebrity status and how many people i've heard Throughout the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, how this player is a Christian. And look at him, the way that God is using him. And when I see the interviews, yes, they say good things. But I never got to hear anything about repentance. I never got to hear anything about their own personal regeneration. Uh, yes, they can quote a verse that helps them in the, you know, throughout the day. Yes, they quoted scripture in regards to what helps them get through their days, which is awesome. It's great. That's what we're supposed to do. But... At that stage, at that point, when you know people are looking at you from an uh, idolatry point of view, you should be taking the opportunity to proclaim Christ's name at that time and make most of him, right? You know, we, yeah, yeah, we do a lot of, a lot of people proclaim sports figures, everybody, uh, Hollywood celebrities that uh, maybe they've, 
come to some sense of God, or maybe they actually become a believer, they proclaim, mm -hmm. right? But I, I think sometimes it's time to shut up mm. and go into your closet away from everybody and meet God. Mm. Yep. And, you know, stop trying to use, think that celebrity status is going to have this huge influence and all the people, these people are going to come rushing into the kingdom right. through Christ because a celebrity said so. Mm -hmm. A celebrity said you need to come to Christ. So all these people come. No. Yeah. That's yeah. not how it works. That's not how God does it. Uh, then, uh, let me, where's my Bible? I'm going to show you how God does it. Mm. <laughs> we'll go to 1 we'll Thessalonians. Great, discuss great discussion, by the way. Yeah. Folks, uh, folks we didn't really know the discussion was going to go this direction, but it did. And yeah, no, I'm I glad did. it did. I want to talk about election strategies, but <laughs> we may not get there to this podcast. <laughs> By the way, vote early. There's an election strategy. Yes. Vote early. Because if you wait till the voting, the final voting day, they'll get you. Mm -hmm. They'll turn oh, you yeah. away because there's going to be some kind of problem with the machines or something. So, so there's a side note. So anyway, First Thessalonians tells us how it's how God does it. Let me find it. So, my goodness, this is terrible. I can't even find. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad, brother. This is bad. Okay, first this. Let's see. Um, at Thessalonians. Okay. He says, was it first or second? I think it was... Uh, Yeah, he talks about, here it is, um, I'm pretty, yeah, this is it, so, uh, it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, uh, starting with verse 4, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know, what manner of men we were among you for your sake, not celebrities. Because mm. he says in the next verse, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. They didn't go in there as celebrities. They went in there as persecuted, downtrodden uh, Christians that were didn't have a good reputation in, in Rome, didn't have a good reputation with Israel, that they were being maligned and lied about constantly to destroy their reputation, Paul and Silas and others, mm -hmm. and went in there in that condition. Yeah. And what brought Christ, people to Christ? It was the gospel, power of the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. Amen. So it's the Word of God and Holy Spirit in combination that, that people come to Christ. That's right. We don't need a celebrity for that. Right. All you're going to get with a celebrity, where they will go up and proclaim, and people start following because they're not following Christ, they're following the celebrity. Mm -hmm. But they're saying, oh, I'm a Christian now because they want to follow the celebrity. 
Right. It's a false conversion. Yeah. And you get a lot of false. And then, you know, where are they, you know, five years later? They're, they're bad-mouthing Christianity. Oh, mm-hmm. I used to be a Christian, but yeah, now I came to realize it's just it's just no good. Christianity's just a crock, you know. Right. And they, well, they were never a Christian in the first place. They were following some celebrity, or they were Thank following you. something yep. they thought was going to make them happy or please them. It was all about them. Mm-hmm. Christ said, pick up your cross and follow me. The cross was a cross. It, it's death. Yeah. Die to yourself. Right. And, right. and, and so they, they, became, they were false Christians, and they come back and they start hammering Christianity and all this. It's right. just such a, such a crock, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So no, celebrities don't need to be paraded. If a celebrity comes to Christ, hide his rear in the closet and let him meet God. Yeah. yeah. And spend about five to ten years instructing him in the Word of God. Let him grow and mature for a while, and then if God calls him right. to the pulpit or calls him to pro- make these proclamations, God will do it, and God will do it right. Mm. And we just parade him out there like, oh, it's a celebrity. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we got it now. Right, right. No, we're just, we're just being stupid and foolish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we don't, you don't do that. No, absolutely. By the way, vote early. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Vote early. Get out there. <laughs> in Southern Get California, do your do your ballot harvesting at the churches and vote early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. So anyway, um, no, great discussion, bro. I'm glad we were able to talk about this because yes, uh, the idolatry of celebrity status is huge, and it's huge in the secular world, and it's huge in the Christian world, unfortunately. So I can count the number of people that I've read about or heard about them leaving the faith because, you know, those celebrities or those people that they were looking up to, you know, they were just a bunch of hypocrites. That's like my, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it's like then your focus yeah. was not on God, his word. Your focus was on people. Huh, hello. <laughs> there was never any change. There was never any no. real change inside mm-hmm. of them. It was just it, the whole thing was just fake, and it was a it was a crock. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. They yep. were just faking it the whole time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? We we just have this approach to celebrity to the celebrity world that is just so way out of you know the way it should be done. You know, it's like you know. Also, when people are working, let's say movies. They expect those celebrities to quit the movies altogether. I mean, that's their way of life. Uh, maybe becoming a Christian is going to change the way up they approach each, you know, a role that they take or what movies they're now going to be a part of. Yeah, Not we necessarily are... they need to quit because that's their, the way they make money. Hello. Right. Same thing with and the we musicians. Don't, and we don't, like, right. And we don't know how to have a little bit of grace. No, no, brother. That's true. Teach them the word of God, and and the Holy Spirit will work with them over time. They'll mature, and then they they come out of it over time. But but they don't really come out of it. It's it's their profession. Right. They transform how they do it. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Look at look at Kirk Cameron. Look at. uh, Yeah. I'm going to put a name out there. How many times have you seen the Alice Cooper 
uh, interviews. Yeah. Where he's, yeah. Yep. I mean, he's yep. not acting like a fool anymore. No. Right? And he talks about it. And it's he so cool because it, you know? he does talk about some of the things that, that, that he did that were bad. But he also yeah. talks about how those things helped them mature. Those things helped them grow yeah. when he became a Christian and understood that, hey, I don't need to completely get rid of all these people that were, I got changed me. I, I'm regenerated. Now mm -hmm. I can have conversations with them, but I can bring in, you know, a conversation about God, about his word, about repentance. And right. I, they love me and I love them. So uh, yeah, yeah, amazing, bro. But yeah, that's, that's a great name to bring up. That's bro. an example of over time, the mm -hmm. maturity sets in and then you, you begin to see a different person. Absolutely. Not yeah, going to so. happen immediately. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, good night. A little grace goes a long way. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, we can't just, you know, hammer somebody every time they do something that's a little bit off. Yeah. You know, oh, well, see, I told you that, but, you know, and then start hammering on the person. He's a Christian. He shouldn't have been doing that. But yes. Like, Slow down. Take it easy. <laughs> right. How many times do we mess up in a day? <laughs> right, you know? right. And just because people like, don't see you doesn't mean you you messed yeah. up. You did mess up. Yeah, you can instruct them, and you know, over time, mm -hmm. you don't have to hammer. You take big, a big hammer and just knock, knock them over the head with it. Yeah, just point them to the scriptures and say, "Hey, brother, here's what this what scripture says," and right, and then let them absorb it absolutely the holy absolutely. spirit will change them over time Amen. we don't you know that's why you know was it the in first first john i think he talks about the different levels of maturity oh absolutely yep. you know yep. and the the babes in christ the babies mm -hmm. in christ and then the young men and then the old men mm -hmm. who are mature you know i mean he talks about the different levels and and you got to kind of recognize that absolutely no. Good stuff, my brother. Man, our time went by quick. Do you have any closing thoughts? And if you do, go for it. If you don't, then you know what to do. Yeah, we didn't even talk about what we were talking about we were going to talk about before we started the podcast. See what happens? Well, we kind of touched on it, but I did. the Lord took us in a different direction. It, you're right. You're right. It sure did. So, <laughs> so no problem. We'll take it. Hey, you know what this means? It means we're going to have more episodes coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we're going to have to talk about generational strategies when it comes to uh, honoring Christ and, and that kind of thing. There's a lot lot there that, that we'll get into later. But um, All right. Uh, anyway, thanks, folks, for joining us. We appreciate all of you. I hope that this is a blessing to you. And remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure, and we'll see you next podcast. And we will definitely catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic. It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at TheVortexApologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.